It's just Jersey, man. We're a different breed. Who doesn't want to win in Jersey? And the Scarlet Knights did not have a national champion before tonight, and it's RU times two. What's up, everybody? John Forson here, great down from the barn. We are back. I'm here with the greatest mind in wrestling, Eric Goodnock. This is the second part of our series. We got Coach uh, Scott Goodale on. Uh, Scott, how you making out today? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Fired up to be back with you guys. So uh, it's all good. All right, awesome. We want to get into this, uh, the lineup for this year. I know a lot of guys in that room, that room's getting very competitive. Um, you know, first question is anyone showing you anything that you expect a surprise for this year, somebody that we might not have seen in the lineup before? Um, you know, just what's what's going on in that room right now with the newcomers? Um, well, summer training, summer training, right? The guys who are most consistent are the guys that you really see making gains. Uh, so it's probably not going to surprise you guys that are in there all the time. Guys like Tony White has just jumped a whole nother level. He had a really good redshirt year and, and looks and looks really, really good right now. But again, it's summer. So, you know, we'll see a lot when competition comes. But he's really gotten better at wrestling, uh, has bought into Coach Buxton, has bought into training with Seb, spent a lot of time with Anthony when he was here. So uh, he looks really good. And Andy Clark going down to 157, very consistent summer. Connor O'Neill going down to 65, very consistent summer. So these guys are in there a lot, training. And then, you know, those are just three off the top of my head. Obviously, Shaver has been in there quite a bit, looks great, um, hasn't skipped the beat, looks he's gotten a lot better, and he's going to wrestle with Sammy Alvarez, Team Puerto Rico. So they're actually training for something coming September 3rd. Uh, so that's all good. And then the newcomers. The newcomers, for the first time ever, uh, we had a freshman group buy a house in our Airbnb, uh, move into a house. Uh, There's probably five of them led by P.J. Casal. So they spent the summer down there training, not taking classes, just training, lifting, wrestling with us. Uh, so so those guys have had a really good camp. We had uh, Gayer, Luke Gayer from California, one of the freshmen coming in, part of that eighth recruiting class in the country, uh, spent two weeks before Fargo. Uh, so he spent two weeks training with us, living with us, and then went out to Fargo and he'll be back in a week here. So uh, that class is excited. Fungaro trained with us all summer to prepare for Fargo. Freeman is a, is a big surprise. I don't know if a lot of our fans know about Eric Freeman. Big surprise. Uh, Brandon Kletzos from PA. So that whole freshman group has done a really good job of making the time to get in the, the practice room and to be on campus, spend time with our guys. So, uh, you know, I think of those guys off the top of my head. I'm sure we're going to get into Turley recovering, Janzer recovering. Sammy Alvarez was never hurt, but he looks great. Um, uh, but those guys recovering really are, are doing a good job, and they're coming back slowly, but they're they're a lot further along than I thought. So long story short, it's been a really good summer. But, again, it's it's you can't quote me just because I say they look good in the summer doesn't automatically – translate what happens November, December, and March, you know, it's, uh, this is a process, but guys are putting in some serious time right now. And that's all you want to see. I think it's real big for the freshmen getting in there. I mean, that's, yeah. just, you know, they get, you get so much in that first, uh, you know, couple, couple months in the practice room and they're already uh, getting that done in the summer. So I think that that's yeah. a really big step and something um, that could pay dividends later in the year. Sure. And I didn't mention Soldano, right. He had a little injury. So, which was probably good. He's been off the mat for about a month, 
believe it or not, that's probably the best thing that we could have had happen. Not him getting hurt, of course, but him being off the mat. So uh, Paz has been doing a lot of strength and conditioning, a little less wrestling, rejuvenated, excited about that. So, uh, but again, a lot, we'll see what happens come preseason and the first part of the year. Yeah, and Scott, we'll get in those two guys in a second. But one thing yep. I'm curious about, because you know we brought in a couple of new guys, which you've been great at, by the way. That's another thing I think is positive with the program of, of wrestlers that you brought in um, kind of out there in the market. But talk about 133, because obviously we have Oliveri last year and Sammy gave it a shot last year. But obviously, you know, you've touched on it. You don't have to be the dead horse about, you know, his situation of making weight and making that yep. happen. So talk to me about 133. Anyone we should be looking out for and how you think that's going to play out? Well, I think those transfers, you know, you're probably obviously you start with those two transfers. There's been some really good dialogue with Joey Oliveri about moving up. Um, and there's been some tremendous dialogue with Dean Peterson about going down. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I, I think if you ask me today to make a decision, I have to make it. It'll be, you know, Shaver and Peterson would be the guys at 25 and we have to figure that out. And then uh, Joey Oliveri will move up to 41 and, Good dialogue about a redshirt year uh, with Sammy being there. Uh, and that's something he wants to do to get bigger for the weight class. And then you talk about the two transfers and uh, Heilman and Joey Silva and just incredibly talented and totally different about the way they go about their business. One is really slick and one is just a workhorse. Reminds me a lot of Greg Bullsack and Joey Heilman. So two talented kids, Devin Britton will be back at that weight. Uh, obviously gives us a chance probably to redshirt Kletzos, who's a freshman, and there's some other guys there. But those two uh, have had Joey High. When you talk about somebody who's been in the room and been super consistent, he's been in the room every day other than a week vacation. Uh, so someone who loves to train and, you know, Joey's back up with us. He's getting ready for the World Championships, Team Puerto Rico. So he's been under a watchful eye with Buxton and Sebastian and Shaver and Sammy. So uh, a lot of good things happening there. We got to figure that out, right? It's a good problem to have. I think it's a good problem to have across the board, you know. Uh, and, and there might be some freshmen with the new rule. And I don't know how many of our fans yeah, it's, know yeah, it's this. Yeah, point, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how in-depth you guys know this, but with the new rule, you're able to wrestle freshmen. True freshmen can wrestle five matches and keep their red shirt. They could actually wrestle five dates. So technically it could be seven matches. So if we do a Friday-Sunday, that's a rule that was implemented a couple of years ago. That counts as one date, right? Uh, if we do Stanford and the Roadrunner in November, you could bring freshmen and that could count as a date. And they could do up to five of those dates and still keep their red shirt. So guys like Fungaro, Freeman, Kletzos, Gayer, they're going to wrestle. They're going to be part of this lineup at some point, whether it's a tournament, whether it's a dual meet, because we need somebody. But that's a really cool rule they implemented the negative part about that rule that doesn't apply to somebody like Joey, uh, Joey Oliveri, because yep. he's a, he's technically a second year. So only the true freshmen kind of more of an academic rule. They're not allowed to wrestle unattached first semester, which is weird. Right. So you'll probably see all of our freshmen go to Princeton as attached wrestlers. And that'll count as one of the dates because we want them to wrestle. So something you got to play with. There's got to be good dialogue with the staff. And you got to be smart with how you're going about it. But we certainly want these guys for depth purposes. And uh, we want them part of, you know, traveling and being part of big dual meets. Yeah, no, I think that is a great rule for the freshmen. Get them in there. Get them, get them some learning. Um, even if they end up redshirting, um, 
Yeah, get, get them get them some mat time at the division yep. level. Well, not just learning, but football's had it, okay? And yep. I think it's worked out great. I, I know that um, go to the other Rutgers program, obviously, you know, Shiano working in the quarterback last year and getting the opportunity to get his feet wet. I mean, he was basically a, a high school junior, okay, coming yeah. in. Um, and he got him the opportunity to go out there and play. So it only makes sense that some of these wrestlers get that same opportunity in the sport. And the last thing I would say is, Scott, it probably gives you a little bit of flexibility in the sense that if you've, I mean, I'll just use him as an example. If Saldano was healthy and he came as a freshman last year pause is a little banged up maybe you can actually give him a break because you got a guy yeah. who's putting in he's not going to blow his red shirt okay but at least you got some flexibility with the lineup so i think it gives you a lot of options perfect example perfect example like if we had soldano last year and john was the guy wrestling brian would have wrestled certainly five five dates for sure and we would have kept his red shirt so uh that's exactly what it's used for and i'm i'm, I'm anxious to see how it works out but it's it's certainly good for us. I'm sure it's good for a lot of guys. And uh, it makes you look at lineups a little bit different. Like, for example, uh, you know, Ohio State, who are you going to get? Well, you can get any one of those good freshmen they brought in to wrestle right away. So you got a game plan now for all those guys, which makes it fun, which makes it exciting. Yeah, it's going to gonna be interesting. So yeah. we, we posted this last night on um, Instagram, Twitter. We got a bunch of bunch of questions came in about the lineup. We're, we're going to go through some of them. First one is from... Uh, uh, Chris Savarese, he's, he's uh, uh, the owner of Savarese BJJ. He actually trains Danny Rinaldi, and now and he trains oh, wow. too. So yeah. he has a he has a question. He wants to know about the big guys. Uh, Hamilton. Will we see Hamilton in the lineup? Tough doing two sports, football and wrestling. We know it's been done very rarely. Um, our guy Eric's Eric from Rollway, Antonio, Antonio. Gray did it. Antonio Garay did it. Yeah, oh, boy, you know, yeah. happened happened a couple times. Hokit from Fresno State. So yeah. what are what are the thoughts on uh, Hamilton? Well, here's how I'll phrase this today. Um, I will never close the door on Keontae Hamilton, but right now, and this is with dialogue with Coach Yano and myself, um, right now he's going to focus on football. They truly believe he's a Sunday player, meaning he's going to play in the NFL, and he wants to throw all of his eggs in that basket. But, you know, he probably knows ultimately if he really wanted to put some time into wrestling, he could be ultra successful. So I'm never going to close that door. Keontae and I have some really good conversation. I want him to have a great football season. If he decides, let me do football right now, that's fine by me. Uh, it's very, very difficult to do to start the year in January and jump into a Big Ten schedule. Forget the Big Ten schedule, just the heavyweight division in the Big Ten. Like, holy heck, right? That's like yeah. hard to do. And, yeah, it gets tough. Yeah. So it's just, it's really, really difficult to do. We mentioned some of the guys who have done it in the past. They're absolute freaks, incredible athletes, and we're big boys. And, you know, but Keontae needs probably needs to wrestle to be able to compete at the right. Big Ten level. And if you're not doing that, you're not putting any time into it, very hard. So right now it's going to be all football. Again, we support it. I'll never close that door because you never know what could happen. And if he ever wants to come back and wrestle, heck, if he ever wants to come back and work out and train, as long as coach gives him the okay, he's more than welcome to come in the room. But right now, Keontae is going to be all football. Yeah, and he's a kid, Scott, that, you know, when he first came in, you knew he was a solid football player, but, you know, was he going to get a football scholarship? His trajectory has just gone through the roof. The roof, yeah. The program in football that, you know, it's it sucks for the wrestling program because he was a very talented wrestler, mm -hmm. but you really got to give the kid credit on how well he has basically raised his game on the football standpoint. You're absolutely right. He's just, last year, even in, you know, thinking the end of the year, saying that's exactly what people are saying. This kid's going to play on Sunday. So, yeah, um, yeah, good points. So I trust Greg. Yeah, I'm obviously – I. We trust coach with, with that, 
you know, trying to figure out what Keontae's going to be like in three or four years, but he's put in a lot of time putting on weight and uh, so good for him. Nice. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. See what he can do. Um, next question is from uh, uh, Ted Ferreras. He, his question is how much of the success on the team is going to be based on the health of Alvarez, Turley, and Jansen? Um, a lot, a lot of, yeah. I mean, the way those three go is that's, they're the guys that have been through it, been around it. Um, yeah, we need big years from those guys. We need absolute monster years and, uh, keep them healthy, right? Keep them healthy. Number one. And, you know, Turley Jans are coming off surgeries, uh, are healthy right now and getting back into it. The, the key is, is Billy, you know, with his weight, what do you know, everybody's like, they talk about Soldano and Paz. Well, maybe does Billy want to be 184? Uh, is he big enough, right? It's easy to say, well, make him a 97 pounder. No, maybe he doesn't want to be a 97. Maybe he wants to throw his hat in the ring at 84. So that's, again, that's a lot of dialogue. I'll say this, though. Uh, he looks really good. He's in shape. He spent a lot of the summer um, down in South Jersey building his, his brand down there and building a fitness center and a wrestling center. So he's around it in your neck of the woods. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he just looks good. He's been in a room last couple of weeks. So, and Turley, Turley's just he's a phenomenal wrestler. And the last couple of weeks has finally looked that way, but we got to go slow with him. You know, so, shoulder surgery is no joke. And, uh, but yeah, a lot of our success is those three guys. You look for your leaders and, and they're, they're our leaders because they win and they're our leaders because they're vocal. And, uh, but we need them to have big years. Heck we need, we're like we said earlier on the first show, you know, we're very, very similar to Penn. We have, 10, I think we have 10 really good guys. Uh, and those probably those three guys, if they could have big years along with 84, um, which I'm, I'm sure we're in our 25 and, and Anthony white, what we expect from him, we could, who knows what, what the national tournament could be like. So that's what has me excited. So yeah. why don't we just jump into it? 84. Why don't we just jump right into 84? When you talk about Polly's talk about Saldano, a talk about them in the room together. Cause that's something yep. I would love to go watch. Um, yeah. You know, what's your thought process? Because I know there's been kicking around. One of those guys are probably going to redshirt, maybe, yep. maybe, you know. So just give us the more details on what you're seeing from that. And you threw in the wild card. Maybe, you know, um, Jansen wants to get back down there. But talk yeah. about those two and what you're seeing in the room. Um, well, th that's interesting. First of all, you're more than welcome to come to our room. Anybody is at, at any given point during the year. Sometimes practices are better than matches. Um, so you guys are more than welcome to come in the room. But uh yeah, it's been it's been a little different with 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 Brian had a little injury. Uh, so he's been off. We gave John pause a couple Nothing. months yeah. to, to to get himself back into it. He's back in there now and very excited about it, at least through our talks. That's where he's at with it. So that's all positive stuff. So they haven't really wrestled, even though for years they've kind of trained together because they were both in the club and then when Brian would come down and John was with us, they would train together. So always fun to watch and they're good friends. So that's good. I'll tell you this. There's a lot of dialogue. We haven't made any decisions yet. Um, I think if you ask Brian, he would want to wrestle right away. And if you ask John, he wouldn't mind a red shirt, but at the same time, John's ultra competitive. Uh, so we've kicked this around and we're going to make the best decision uh, to for both guys, right? We're, you know, they're right now, they're the same weight. So we'll, we got to figure it out. And uh, we feel good about what we have at 74. And we do need Jansen in the lineup. So there's things we need to do and we need to play around with and uh, to, to give us the best opportunity to win. I think our guys know that. Uh, but there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. There's good conversations on who wants to go, who wants to redshirt with. But let's see 
how it pans out. Let's use that first, let's use that new rule. Let's use that first yep. month to see where we're at in a, maybe to see where Brian's at. Maybe John has a real itch to want to go. Maybe Brian's not ready. Maybe Chancellor's a part of it. So a lot we need to work out with there, but it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Guys that get along and just a great team atmosphere right now. Yeah. I think that new rule is exactly what you're talking about. You know, you might see the hot hand, maybe he comes in and just wreck shop for those first five matches. Like how can you keep this kid off the mat? Yep. Um, but we know a lot of guys who've come in as freshmen, high expectations. I'm not going to drop names, but we know who they are. It just didn't yep. quite pan out. And once you make that decision a couple of years ago, you're stuck with it. Okay. Yes. Um, God, should we have done that? We, he wasn't ready, but we took rolled the dice. Now, let's say he has three or four matches where it's just not clicking, looks okay. Like, you know what? We're going to sit you. you. You need to build a little bit more. So that works in perfect when we talked about that new rule. No question about it. That's something we'll certainly look at with all those guys. And uh, obviously, 84 will be a focal point of not only our staff, but the, but the fan base. So uh, we're going to keep a close eye on it and see where we're at. So, so yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we, we got a lot of, a lot of good options here. Let's jump back to like Sammy Alvarez. I mean, you know, 141 this year, you look at the, the rankings, top two guys are real woods and, and Cole Matthews. You, if you put that, those match matches on paper, at the beginning of last year, I think Sammy would be a big favorite against those two, you know, um, you know, you know, I think 141, there's a lot of upside. If we get the Sammy that was neck and neck with, uh, uh, Seth Gross and, and RBY, right? Um, how's, you know, how, how's he, uh, how's he looking? I know we're going to see him, uh, September, September 3rd, he said it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to do be the kiss of death here, right? Cause every time I start the year with a podcast and I yeah. talk about Sammy, I say how excited I am and <laughs> how he's maybe one of the best wrestlers, wrestlers I've ever coached, uh, from a wrestling standpoint, just the things he can do is, is incredible. Again, an incredible summer. He has something to train for. Uh, he walks around right now, 148 pounds. Um, again, there's something to train for. So we're not totally focused on, on the national tournament on the season. He, he's worried about uh, U23 world championships, which hopefully he makes. He'll try in September 3rd. On September 3rd, he'll try to make that team, which we fully anticipate him making that team. And then uh, world championships for team Puerto Rico. So, um, He's had a good summer, man. He looks great. He's, he's, he's really good right now. What he's doing a little bit different. He's actually, he's training with Sebastian a lot more. He's training with Heilman who wrestles at a very high pace a lot more. He's training with Tony white where in years past, maybe he stays away from those guys and he does his flow around his play wrestling, which makes him so good. But every now and then, man, it's about like, like we always talk about just hard nose, put your head down, put your face in there and fight and, get yourself beat up a little bit and hurt. You know, you don't always have to be perfect. And he's doing a little bit more of that this summer, but the guys you mentioned, I fully, I absolutely believe Sammy could beat them all. Willie. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He's got to be consistent with his lifestyle. He's got to be consistent with how he lives it. And these are all conversations. If he was sitting right next to me, he would put it on air as, as well. Uh, he knows what he needs to do and he's got to do a better job of managing the season and hard to do hard to do when uh you're trying to cut all that weight so we don't have that problem anymore yeah, so it's, it's funny i think of sammy i think of bryce meredith when he had a couple of runs where maybe he was a top yes. guy okay 
um, but a funky kind of guy, just an exciting wrestler who just, when he gets hot, he gets on a run. And that's kind of what I think of Sammy. So you talked about earlier, maybe there's not a national champion in this lineup. Um, but I think of the one guy, obviously Turley can just light it up, but mm -hmm. Sammy, just his style. That's what I think of. He's the guy who's going to go into the tournament. If things fall right. Okay. He could be like a 12 seed. Next thing you know, what's this guy doing in the national file? But you yep. said, everything's got to come together. I think he's got to live his life and I think he's got to do what he's got to do. But that's the guy I think of. And I think of Bryce Meredith in those two years, magical years he had to get in the final. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh yeah, Bryce Meredith, that's a good one. That's they're very, very similar when it comes to that. And uh, but Bryce was super consistent. He was super because he trained with us. So he's part of our club, and I saw it and I obviously followed his college career really closely because he was in Anthony's weight. So um just was was really locked in when it came time to wrestle big matches. And I just think, you know. Again, going back to what we've already talked about, using our depth to maybe not wrestle Sammy the whole year. Uh, things like that, I think, would help him because you're right. He could get streaky. There's no question about it. He could beat everybody in the country. So just got to be smart with him. Again, I know I always, I always talk him up when it's August and September. I got to do a better job of, you know, just – and he knows this too. Just, yeah, just keep it low and let Sammy be Sammy. Gotcha, gotcha. How, how's Boone coming along? I know, um, you know, he had some high-flying antics at, at the Jersey Mike's last year. And, um, you know, but we talked about that heavyweight in the Big Ten. You know, that, that heavyweight division in the Big Ten is, is no joke. Like, how's, how's he coming along? Boone's done a really good job of putting on weight and keeping, on, keeping his weight on. So he weighs 260 today. Uh, I think he wrestled the Big Ten tournament at 229 pounds. So he's done a really good job of locking himself in the weight room, eating, eating really, really good, eating healthy, eating smart. We got him with a, a nutrition plan. Uh, so that that's all worked out really, really well. Probably would like to see him in the wrestling room more, but I get what he's trying to do. I get what he's trying to do. So I respect it. He wrestles enough, does a lot of clinics and camps, goes back to Iowa. It's quite, he's around the country quite a bit. So I'm good with that as long as he's big strong and we've got to keep him healthy and uh, uh i think he could have a good year i really do i think he could have a good year we need him to you talked about the question was those three guys we need to have a big year at heavyweight and i think boone knows it's time it's time for us to to do something at that heavyweight spot and boone needs to be real good yeah i think of boone too i think some of that strength that conditioning as well you know getting three periods yeah. out of him, seven mm -hmm. minutes, and you know he, I, he's another one who comes out and you know he, he'd eat that first two minutes he's, he's he's strong and he's tough and just getting the full seven minutes i think would benefit him too as well yeah i agree with you i agree that's probably and we've with a bunch of guys that's been our focus all summer long be in great shape yeah. being rest, wrestling will take it boone's wrestled enough he's wrestled enough technically he knows everything he's pretty solid he watches wrestling he needs to be in great shape. And that's kind of what we're looking for. And I, I would say the same with Turley. Turley can beat anybody if he's in great shape. So those are the things from a fan perspective, you look for early on, get these guys in great shape. Let's, uh, let's be able to wrestle at a high pace. All right. Uh, good stuff. Last question, Scott, how many, you know, we had, we had this streak of a couple Americans every year, you know, is that going to keep rolling? How, how many are you predicting this year? No pressure. Yeah, there's no pressure. I mean, those are the expectations, right? You look to have, you know, three, two, three, four a year. And uh, that's the expectation. That's kind of what we're looking. There's no question. Well, we got guys in our lineup that have done it, but there's no question. There's guys in our room that are certainly capable. And, you know, you talk about guys who get hot and we always have somebody come out of nowhere. Uh, I, I think we have guys who are capable of doing that. 
but I won't put a number on it. Uh, I truly believe we'll have a really good end of the year. I, I think we'll be prepared at the end of the year. I'm excited about our dual meet portion. I think we'll be tested for sure. Uh, but yeah, I won't put a number on. I think we have guys capable and this is the reason they came to Rutgers. They want to do this. So uh, we got guys that are really, really locked in that kind of live it right now. And as long as they're doing that, we're going to be all right. And then there's some others that have got a lot of catching up to do that maybe were a big name coming out that uh, haven't been around as much and, and maybe are a little bit behind. So that worries me a little bit, but it's a long year. We'll get them back September 12th. We'll start our preseason. Um, and then October 10th where, you know, the season starts for real. So those are the two dates to kind of look at, but understand we're training. Uh, we got guys in good spots. Uh, and once we get them all on board, I think we'll be all right. But right now there's guys that no question believe they can win a national title at, at some point in their career and they could be an All-American. So look forward to that. And I, again, I won't put a number on it, but let's hope the streak continues. Nice, Scott. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. I'm excited. I'm ready to get back to the rack. You know, me and me and Wendock's going to be there going crazy with, with 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 friends. Uh, great episode. Uh, be sure to follow us. Break down from the barn. Spotify, all, all, all the uh, YouTube, all, all the, we're on all the platforms. Uh, Roll Junkie, 15% off. Barn 15, promo code, use that. And we'll see you later. Relentless pursuit, baby.